welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 7, Episode 12, titled, And the Rest is Drag. My name is Joe Batanz from the podcast Catching Up, and I am joined by two fierce queens from the podcast, Dubious Intent Plus. All hail Daniel Brewer. Oh, wait, what? I'm being hailed? Wait, wait, hailed. like, 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 oh, like you hail, heard glow cloud. I mean, Daniel Brewer. <laughs> Whatever. My luck, my luck, it'd be you that was trying to hail me and she never raised anybody on that damn thing. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I did. I was just, I, I knew Joe wasn't going to get it. And from the podcast, Big Silly Homo and Cocktails and Green Puffs, please bow down to Donna Sugars. Yeah. Donna bow. Elizabeth Sugars. Yeah, Donna Elizabeth Sugars. Because I'm a queen. On your knees, bitch. <laughs> okay, I just took it way too dark. I'm sorry. I just went right to Fifty Shades. Okay. Ooh. This week, the final four girls performed in a music video, starred in yet another pointless acting challenge, <laughs> sat down with Mama Roo, showed off their best runway drag, and to top it all off, all four of them lip-synced for their lives. But in the end, Kennedy's struggle was real, and she was sent home packing. Ladies, any initial thoughts on the episode? You know, Joe... I condone this episode. <laughs> do you? I do. Uh, and I condone well, everyone no, no, no. that watched it. You know, I've been hearing people make this joke. She was using, she was trying to con- conduct, you know, yes. so like, uh, yes. Yeah. She knows how to conduct herself, but she said condone. She knows how to condone yeah. herself. Yeah. And these other girls don't know how to condone themselves. Oh, no, they don't. <laughs> now, I know I am the first person to say we should never talk about the editing. We should never talk about behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. But if anybody wanted an example of of the of the producer saying, "Get this bitch off this show," this was the episode because she was not the worst queen this week. Why did she go home? Wait, wait, hold on a second. What do you mean she wasn't the worst queen? I I think she was. She did. I think she did an amazing job during the uh, during the music video. Now hold part. on, hold on. She danced well. I will give she her that. She danced well. She did all of her choreography correct. Her lip sync was on point. Yes. Yes. We all know she sucked at the uh, challenge for the pointless the acting, acting challenge. challenge. Yes. But they loved her last outfit. They said that this is is an iconic outfit for her. They, there was no negatives about her final runway. So two out of three, she does terrible at the acting part, but does great in the other two, and she's the one sent home. All right, uh, but uh, uh, in fairness, I don't think any of them sucked at the dancing, because when we, we've seen these videos, or we saw the video last year, they're going to be on screen for all of 10 seconds. So they're, yeah. it's like they're going to, as long as they nailed one or two of the moves that they can cut back in, it's like it was fine. The acting challenge... I would submit is much more important because that is what people are going to pay to see when people pay to see Bianca Del Rio and they pay to go see Raja when they pay, they want to be in, you know, they want to be talked to and entertained as an MC, right? Whether or not you're a comedy queen like Bianca or whether you're just, you know, a, a regular queen like Raja or whatever. It's like when you go to the clubs to see them, you, they have to talk to you and Kennedy cannot talk. She uses the wrong words. She says stupid things. She has all kind of weird sayings. She just does not conduct. I mean, Michelle Visage, but Michelle Visage nailed it when she said, if she's so professional, why did, why was that speech so bad? And the point is, is that if you're going to win this show, you're going to be going to clubs and speaking to people. Like you're going to be up on stage conducting, you know, a speech. And if you can't talk, condoning the speech, please. Yeah, you're, you're going to be condoning the speech. And if you're that bad at it, well, then you know, she kind of has to go. I'm sorry. That's the job. I think if you just take it, like if you're saying if we go with our usual rule that the editing, with the edited version that we see is 
the reality. Mm -hmm. I think you could make the case that maybe Kennedy went home for just going after for the, those two queens so viciously. Yeah, could be. That she didn't come off well there. I oh, yeah. No, there was definitely a, a thought that that this time... Either way, I think that there was a point that the, the producers stepped in and said, this is what you didn't see right. during the judging. Because, yeah, she did... She did get really vicious behind the scenes. Now let's let's take this one step further, though. If you really, oh, ooh, ooh, the airplanes are coming for me. Uh, if you if you really want to take it down to you know playing favorites, whatever. Kennedy makes a joke about pearls dancing, and for the first time ever this season, we actually see a flashback three-way cut of them showing an example of what she's talking about on the screen of how badly Pearl dances, which they've, you know, when they talk about other people, we've never seen a flashback of that. That was kind of like a, look, here's how bad, here's how stupid she looks when she's dancing. I mean, so you could make the case that they were, you know, trying to, to taint the water against Pearl. After Katya's elimination, Kennedy washes off Katya's lipstick mirror message. I'm not going to lie, y'all. I was trying to pronounce that Russian. I'm not even going to even attempt it, okay? I was, I've was. i been listening to Google Translate now for two days. I can't do it. So pretty much something in Russian, gobbledygook, and then it says, if you need me, you know where to find me. The dumpster out back. XOXO Katya, a.k.a. the broke, the broke Hogan of drag, a.k.a. Diarrhea Pearlman. <laughs> I love her. Hold on just a second. Hold on a second. Her. I believe I can play this for you here. That's what it, that's what she wrote. And what does it mean? Girls, I love you. Oh. The next day, Michelle delivers the maxi challenge to the girls in the workroom. Girl, congratulations, Miss Violet. Next. <laughs> Kennedy Davenport, your Hello Kitty was a hell no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What, yeah. what's, what's, what's going on here? Did you jump ahead or did I jump ahead? I think you jumped ahead. That's clip. Yeah, you know what? Oh, because you put. I see what yeah. you're You know what? Let's just uh, let's forget that you heard that, ladies and gentlemen. Let's just uh, go ahead. Say the line again. The next day, Michelle delivers the maxi challenge to the girls in the workroom. For your final four challenge, you'll be starring with RuPaul in the official music video for Born Naked. Ah! Hashtag Born Naked. In a few moments, you'll be dancing with choreographer Candice Kane. Ah! And then. You'll be acting with director Matthew Anderson. <laughs> Yay! Oh! You know, uh, let's talk about this right now. I should have put a group discussion here, but uh, right. we're not going to really – we're doing things a little bit different here. We're going to change things up a little bit for this episode. So instead of focusing on the challenges, we're going to analyze each queen. So before we go into Donna's runway look breakdown, let's just talk about the challenges right now because we're going to be talking about the queens individually for the rest of the episode. I, so, go I, was, I was thrown by this, and maybe you can – Tell me if you saw this too. Now, granted, we watch these episodes more than once because we're pulling clips and we're like, you know, writing notes about them and stuff like that. But it seemed to me like Ginger was genuinely confused by the hashtag. Like she'd never seen someone make the hashtag sign with their hands before. It's just, it's like she, she like what holds part up are her you hand. talking about? When, when Michelle comes out and says that we're going to do, uh, you know, uh, uh, born naked, hashtag born naked. She did that sign that you do with your fingers, right? You cross your yeah. two fingers, hashtag born naked. And then and it cuts to Ginger, like holding up her hands as if she's never seen her fingers before. <laughs> like, uh, hashtag, hashtag. it was just, I don't know. That, hey, you have to give it to her. She's only 27. <laughs> 29. Understand, I'm sorry. She's only 29. She doesn't understand these things, these oh, hashtags. That's right. She's a full seven years older than uh, Pearl, and, and I can't Wait, I need to make a note things. of something. Can we play a real game here? Can we play guess how old she actually is? I'm saying 40. 
Oh, you're saying I'm saying like 36, 37. Yeah, I would say I would I would not I would say Kennedy is probably 40. As yes. my as my friend at the bar uh said, black don't crack and she's cracked. So. <laughs> oh shit. Well, I'm going to tell you something. And what's funny, I had a conversation with Daniel earlier today where I said I didn't want to do this, but I actually have something to say here and I don't have anything to write this down for later. But I went as we'll discuss later, I went to the finale for uh, the taping of the finale for RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh yes, and, I went to the finale. Oh yes. I, know, I had an orchestra. I didn't want to do that. I had an orchestra sheet for the but during the show, the when they're interviewing Jasmine, um, Rue asks Jasmine like about who she, friends she made on the show, and she talks about how she became best friend with Kennedy on the show, and they met on the show. But she said she'd been a fan of Kennedy's for years, and she said, "I've been watching Kennedy on VHS or something like that for twenty years." <laughs> And the audience, like, everyone, like, laughs and looks at Kennedy, and Kennedy looks at her and goes, shh, you know, like. Well, Kennedy said on the on the runway at the end of the show, right, I, we can talk about this in the Kennedy's episode, but she said, I've been doing this professionally for 17 years. And I'm just like, yeah. but you're 29. You've been doing so, drag professionally since you were 12? Mm-hmm. What a progressive family. <laughs> Her parents were so accepting. All right. Well, we we can talk about. I have more things about to say about Kennedy. Yeah. We can talk about her there. You know what, Donna? Are you ready to do your runway looks? Oh, so early. Let's well, what we're gonna, did you not hear? So what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna do the runway looks, and then we're just gonna break them down. We're gonna talk about each one of the four queens. I'll did you have anything else to say about the acting challenges or the the choreography or anything like that? Um, I kind of felt like the music video was just. There wasn't really anything there. I, I think it's. I think it's going to be the same as last year, right? We're going to see them on screen for ten or twenty seconds, and it's nothing shady against Rue, but uh, uh, I don't like this song. I, oh no, it's not a good song. It's not a good song. She has done music videos with much better songs. I, I wish she had chosen another song from her album. Any yeah. other song from her hashtag album. some other song. Um, but <laughs> no, I, I thought the dancing went fine. I think, you know, the, the manufactured drama of like the wig slipping or the earring falling off, that was just whatever the, the, the cuts were made. Uh, they all did a fine job on the dancing. Um, even Ginger did a good job on the dancing. I mean, you're a drag queen and you're dancing up a storm or moving around a lot. I mean, just shit's going to go wrong sometimes. Yeah. And that's what takes her for. It's not, not Yeah, I, I like the, I like the, um, the acting challenge. I, I like the fact that in all three characters, Kennedy is staring down. So all you see is like her eyelashes, like the top of her eyelashes, like pointing down and just like the most unflattering look that you could see on a, on a thing. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it was, it was so similar to last year, right? Last year was the same thing. M- music video plus acting with Rue in a challenge that we don't get to see the whole skit until later. So, yeah. Uh, okay. It's time for Donna's runway look breakdown. Yes. Uh oh. Why isn't it playing? Oh, feeling. Pearl. She's giving you rolling out of bed, bed hair, and all. Violet, she's giving you a when I go, I'm going like tchotchke. Ginger is like one of those Commodore sheepdogs, but it's walking on its hind legs. And Kennedy's outfit, honey, that's the one she wore when she beat Master Control in Gay Tron. I like that one. Um, <laughs> Joe, any thoughts? Um, I, I, I actually, did, you know what? I didn't mind the look so much, you know. But I don't know anything about fashion. I, I dress like a lesbian. So you, did, you didn't don't mind? Ever ask me about. Wait, fashion. you didn't mind whose look? Any of them. Here's the fine. thing. Here's the thing. I liked all of the looks. And I know this is going to sound like you know whatever. I didn't like gingers because I just thought it was like y- you look like your mom. It's like that is it, that is such it an. Didn't 
It yeah. was flattering on the top. The bottom of the dress was hideously ugly. The fact that it was full sleeves was weird. Yeah. It was just a weird choice. And it's white. It was just a very odd choice. It, it was. And the, the wig was so big. And it was just so pageant. Like, just so, like, you know, that yes, vapid. That, say, that wig has gotten more screen time than anyone else on this show. Because <laughs> that is the same fucking wig she has worn every single challenge since the beginning. It's like if you've ever been to the Miss Florida pageant um, down, you know, in the South, it's like it, this is what they all do. They all come out with that fake fast, you know, plastic fucking smile on their face. And they do the, you know, the I'm going to smize at you and I'm going to act with my eyebrows. And, you know, because I can't it's it was just I hate that. I just I hate that vapid kind of pageant queen thing. Sorry. Here's what I'll say. And actually, I, I, I was Pearl just looked like she always does. And then um, Violet. I thought Violet was so sickening all year that this look was sort of a letdown. I don't think it was horrible. Really? Because this look was very much kind of, it, it kind of had like a phoning it in kind of feel to it. Yeah. I understand where she was going with it, but I just don't think that she went far enough. The fact that it was yeah. pants just threw me off. But you they were, could have done something more with it. Right, but they were sequin pants, which doesn't show up on SD. The, the, the HD version, you can see the pants are, are very sequin and they're very nice. I think it, she says it in the workroom, right? She says it in the workroom when she's like, I want to set myself apart from this. I want to be the future of drag. I don't want to go out there in some pageant dress like everyone. I want to set myself apart from that. And, and Violet's whole thing is that kind of androgynous kind of model runway kind of a thing, right? And it's like, this was the kind of culmination of this. This is, this is very Victor Victoria in the sense of here is a girl acting like she's a boy dressed as a girl. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like that, is she or isn't she a girl? That whole androgynous kind of a thing there. Because if you didn't know that that was a boy dressed as a girl, you could very well assume that, oh, it's a girl trying to look like a drag queen dressed as a girl. You see what I'm saying? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So I think she was just going for that, you know, this is the, this is the future of drag androgyny kind of a thing. I think that's my, that's my feeling. All right. Well, before we analyze each queen, let's talk about the one major narrative point. Conflict between the two remaining older queens and the younger queens. In the teaser, Kennedy and Ginger go after Pearl and Violet immediately after Kat, Katya's elimination. Oh, wait. Let me read it again. Congratulations, In the teaser, Violet. Kennedy and Ginger. Oh, okay. No, no. Go ahead. <laughs> In the teaser, Kennedy and Ginger go after Pearl and Violet immediately after Katya's elimination. Girl, congratulations, Miss Violet. Next. <laughs> Kennedy Davenport, your Hello Kitty was a hell no kitty. This is not a sewing competition. Y'all know you had to sew, and what the fuck did you do? Girl, okay, so what? I'm not a seamstress. I don't know how to sew. But no other bitch on this show has ever been able to sing like me or act like me. Oh, my God. I feel like I'm in a pressure cooker. The heat is on, and eventually it's just going to explode. And at the end, you're pulled pork. I need a smoke and a nap. I gotta give that bitch credit. That's a good lie. <laughs> Later in the episode at the makeup table, the girls remember their first impressions of each other. While Violet's first impression of Pearl is funny, Kennedy uses her first impression of Violet to gang up on her. <laughs> Violet. My first impression of you is that, I mean, you was full of yourself. And has that changed? No, it hasn't. Because... <laughs> Because you haven't let it die down. So I do respect you, but I still thank you fully yourself. I'm like, I just feel like you are too young to take on this type of responsibility. I agree with Kennedy. It's a level of maturity that I don't think you have reached yet. Thank you. 
This is a job title. I mean, it's not just here's a check and a crown and have fun. It's you've got right. to be you an ambassador to, for RuPaul's right. Drag Race. Right, you are a representative, and I don't feel like you have you been in this game long enough to know that you have to step out of violet and be professional about certain situations. And I don't feel like you've been you you've been there. You're not there yet. Okay, I understand more of what you're saying. You don't want to be known as being a bitch. That's it. Okay, so what we have here is we have Daniel and I are on the older side here. Donna's on the younger How side. How dare you, Joe <laughs> Daniel, do you feel they were gang? What do you feel about Kennedy and Ginger's position in general towards the younger queens? This to me is, is a recurring thing. Uh, and I'm going to... I'm going to do that thing where I, I babble for a second. I work in an industry that is meritocratous as opposed to, you know, whatever. Uh, so in programming, it's like it doesn't really matter what your age is. There's people that are younger than me that are, excel at better things and whatever. You tend to overlook that because really it comes down to how good are you at doing what you do as you work in these groups of, of other programmers. Um, and there's people that are older than me that are better. And there's some people that are younger than me that are better. And I'm better than a lot of them, right? It doesn't matter what your age is, what it's, it's what you've put on the table. It's what you bring to the table. So this whole argument that you're too young to do this or that you're, you know, you haven't paid your dues yet or whatever is that I hate that whole argument. I hate it in politics. I hate it in, you know, in work. I hate it in everything. It's like, really, it's like, who is the best person for this job? It doesn't matter whether they, they're supposedly the next in line or whatever, right? Um, not to get political, but it's like that whole Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton was the next person in line. And then Barack Obama came along and a lot of people felt like he upstaged her. It was like, well, you know, he was the better candidate from the standpoint of clearly he was elected, right? It's like, it's just kind of like one of the things he's like, no one is guaranteed a spot on any of these things. This is all about whether you're the best person for the job, regardless. And while I'm there, I just wanted to say it also has nothing to do with your fucking size. So it's like, it seems to me that the argument here is I'm old and I'm fat. Give me the crown. And it's just like, you know what? Bring it, bring it. And we'll give you the crown. Uh, Donna, what do you think about this? I'm right there with him where, I mean, there's a difference between talent, skill, and and experience. And when it gets to, yes, they've been doing this a long time, but they've never changed. They've never grew. They've never adapted. They're pulling the same old tired pageant looks, and they're going to continue to pull the same old tired pageant looks. So having someone like Kennedy or Ginger as the winner of the show isn't going to help the show. Right. I mean, you look at someone like Raja. Raja pulled some amazing looks. She's entertaining. She's talented. She has so many skills. She has taken her crown and she's done amazing things with it. She does, she's, she's an amazing performer. She's a beautiful artist. She does these makeup looks that are out of this world. Can you see Ginger Minj or, or Kennedy doing something avant-garde or some daring, changing drag, moving drag into the future? No. They're going to keep it pulled back into the past. Boring. Yeah, I would say that what the first winner was the, the one time they had a pageant queen win and look at what she hasn't done shit, right? She, she's a harbinet. Now, yes, BB has done a lot of theater. She's really worked theater, and that's where she, I guess, her strengths lie. I don't know. That's all you've seen her do. But you look at, I mean, you look at Raja. I mean, really, Tyra Sanchez shouldn't have won that year anyway. But, I mean, you look at some of these winners over the years. They've done amazing things. And, frankly, the drag queens who have not won, who have gone the farthest, are the ones that are creative and funny and daring and go to different places. They're not the same tired, boring queens. Yep. What Now, where do you fall on this, Joe? 
I think a lot of what I have to say will come up during their individual evaluations we're going to do in the show. But I sort of feel like if you look at Kennedy, well, I have a different thought on Ginger, but like Kennedy's talking about, you know, they're not good ambassadors for the show or, you know, you need to have this for the show or that for the show. But one of my problems with Kennedy is she's always redefining what the show is looking for based on her own strengths and weaknesses. (laughs) Like she's all, this ain't a sewing challenge i think she says that in the teaser i'm all like bitch they've had a sewing challenge every fucking season why are you surprised by this and then but then later on she'll say like oh violet knew that they were gonna do this she she's seen the show and you're like what so it seems like i don't know i feel kennedy's constantly changing the rules according to what she wants or defining the show based on what she wants and meanwhile again based on kennedy's behavior in the show that's not the way as we've seen with Roxy Andrews as well, who got bitchy and cunty towards uh, Jinx Monsoon. Do you think RuPaul's the next drag superstar is a total cunt? I mean, when have we seen that? Every single one has been always actually kind of on the nicer side. Yeah, I also I want to call bullshit on Ginger's first clip there, which is that nobody has acted or can sing like me. It's like, really? Oh, yeah, what was that about? Out of five seasons of like 15 queens a season, it's like, really? No one in the history of Drag Race can sing or act better than you. Actually, Jinx is an incredible actress and singer. Doesn't Jinx have like a, doesn't Adore have a single out and Jinx? What what about, what's his name from Australia? Adore has an album. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Let's, yeah, let's talk about Courtney Act, who Mm -hmm. won Australia's Got uh, Australian Idol. And Jinx did did Hedwig. Right. Who who did Off-Broadway successfully. Right. Yeah. Even even going as far as getting into Detox and Willem, who had their girl group, which was amazing. And they did amazing songs and have millions and billions of views on some of those videos. So really, that entire line is her blowing smoke, which all it is is smoke. Yeah, it's sort of crazy. Um, First up. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. It was smoke and a nap. But go ahead. First up, let's talk about Ginger Minj. During her visit with Rue, Ginger got emotional talking about her relationship with her father. What do you want your father to know about you that you think he doesn't know? That's a tricky question because I really don't think my father knows a lot about me. I don't think that my father has it. Sorry. My entire life, I felt like I didn't even know who my father was. So how could he know anything about me? Growing up, I was so tormented in my life that the only way I could deal was to make jokes and use humor to cover it all up. My relationship with my father has shaped me into the human being that I am today. No matter all the the bullshit that's happened in the past, I just hope that he's proud of me. Listen, I'm so proud of you. Oh my God, RuPaul's her father. Can I say this? Like, I now maybe it's because I my had loving parents who never divorced and who raised me well. Um, you you hear these queens with these terrible life stories, and he's over there going, "I just hope that he's proud of me." It's like. Why the fuck do you care? Like, and he left you all these years ago. You'd never seen him or talked to him. Then fucking move on with your life. But uh, is this seem to be like, is this like a precursor? Do you, the only way to get on the show is to have like a fucked up childhood or some traumatic mm. incident? No, but I get, but a lot of them that are coached, right? Because you got a reality TV is like a thing now. It's an industry and it has been for years. And that's like when you, when you watch any of these videos of former reality stars that give you advice on what to do and everything, they always tell you have a hook have a have 
have an emotional story because it'll get you more camera time or whatever. I, I, that's why I call bullshit on that. So I, that's why the entire time those of you listening couldn't see me making the fake tear gesture on my face. Here's like, this is all bullshit. It's all fake. It's all just vague. Oh, I had a horrible childhood because, you know, whatever. Yeah, we all had bad. You know what? Every single person that was ever chubby as a child uses humor as defense. It's like that's that's how you do it, right? That's you, you learn to be the, the funny kid. Yeah, and I mean, self-deprecation is the first fucking thing I learned how to do. That's how you survive, honey. Actually, I learned self-masturbation first. Anyway, let's let's move on to our. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Next, Ginger listens to her critique on the main stage. <laughs> your characters were the most fleshed out. Dancing is not your strong suit, but I think you did it your way. I loved that you had a wig malfunction and you made it work. The fact that you still went with it shows your level of professionalism. This bombshell white diamonds number. This is the best drag that you've had in the entire competition and you saved the best for last. Thank you. Next up, Pearl. We cut it late there. That's Sorry. Right. Um, and let's just wrap it up here. Finally, Ginger tells us why she should be America's next drag superstar. Thank you, Violet. Thank you. All right, Ginger. If I could, I would split this with Kennedy. I'd say crown us both. We'll get conjoined twin gowns and we'll wear them all year. <laughs> but my other two sisters, as much as I do love them, Violet has the shortest temper I've ever seen. And that's a problem when you're dealing with the world. And Pearl, as much as she has grown, was ready to walk away from a golden opportunity. Not to mention, this is America, land of the free, home of the fat people. And if we're going <laughs> to supersize our french fries, why can't we at least supersize our next drag superstar? <laughs> Thank you, Ginger. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm fat. Officially, I'm officially on a diet. I'm fat. Give me the crown. Here's the thing. It's just like, it's just, all right, great. It would be nice to see a larger girl win, but I don't think it has anything to do with them being a larger girl or not, right? It has to do with whether you can bring it or not. Now, I mean, I can think of some big girls from past seasons who were amazing performers, but, I mean, none of them have truly brought it enough to take that crown. And we know Ginger has it. Right. She really has it. So for her to be like, well, I deserve it, you don't deserve shit. Okay? Sorry. I just, I, no. I'm never going to like her. <laughs> I think that is the big problem here, right? Is is that she has a, an unlikability. Now, Joe, you went to the finale. Oh, I went, you went to the finale and you sat in the orchestra section because you're very important. Yes. Uh, I know that you had mentioned when you went last year that there were definitely crowd favorites when they, like, because they do a fake, did they do a fake crowning of everyone? They did do a fake, but I have something very important to talk about this at the end of the show about this. Okay. I have a theory and I think there's even deep game involved. All right, but, but they did crown, they did a yes. fake crowning of everyone. Was there... What was the crowd reaction to Ginger Minge winning? Was it? Was it? I think you you can't really judge it based on the fake crowning because everyone's exhausted by the end. They're trying to muster up any sort of energy. I'll tell you this: when the top three came out and the, for the first time when they introduced them, uh, you know, Ginger got a healthy amount of applause, but the place went batshit for both. Well, I'll, I'm going to say this to make everyone feel better. I think we can all agree Katya should be the winner, and if yes. you were judging by the theater's reaction at the finale. Yes. Several times to the point where it brought Katya to tears when the cameras weren't rolling. The crowd was, the roar was deafening for Katya. Yeah. Like almost as much for RuPaul herself. Okay. And throughout the course of the night. And we can talk about that later. Okay. But with the top three, so you have to just say Katya was number one. Okay. Mm -hmm. But among the top three, 
Pearl and Violet got the most love by far. If you had one of those clap meters that they yeah, have yeah, on yeah. bad talk shows or whatever, mm-hmm. but like Pearl and Violet got way more love than than Ginger Minge. Okay, and that's what I kind of thought. So I mean, that to me is kind of the 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 arc here, right? Is is like Ginger has shot herself in the foot. This whole thing, you know, she's she's shown her her nasty side, and it's you know. This is the problem when you have a contest that was filmed a year ago, but the winner wasn't picked. The winner won't be picked until after people have seen it. So now we get to take into account crowd reactions. Like it's, it's one thing for you to go on Survivor and be evil and mean and whatever, because that that you're voted by your peers there at the on the island, right? And if people at home see you and they think that you're like really mean or that you don't play well on the camera, no one cares, right? I mean, you don't care because it's they're not the ones that are voting. But in this case, I think they do take that into consideration, right? It's like if on Twitter where we're supposed to be voting, if it was just like, you know, 90% Violet Chachki, then they wouldn't you know, crown Ginger Minj, right? It's just kind of like one of those things. Like if it was 30%, 30%, 30%, they may go with whatever they were going to go with. But if it was like really lopsided, they're not going to go against that. And I think Ginger really shot herself in the foot for being a winner here just by being so so devious, underhanded, and just kind of ugly. And I don't mean ugly physically. I mean ugly like, you know, personality-wise. I'll say it. She's ugly physically too. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see because, um, you know, I, you know, I, I have, I was bored and needed stuff to watch and I happened to watch the, um, if you haven't watched it, check it out. But like they did a vote on logo or world of wonder of the top 15 favorite queens of all time. Mm-hmm. And they used it by audience voting and like number one, like, cause I think Bianca's number four and Adore's right. number three. I'm just making, oh no, I think number one was Adore, but I think number two was Nina Flowers or something like that. And you're like, what? And you're like, oh, cause Nina Flowers totally was probably pushing her Twitter army to yeah, go vote. Exactly. So, um, I, I don't see Pearl and Violet as really pushing their social media to really vote, but I could see Ginger totally doing it. Yeah, but I don't think they're going to go off the Twitter stuff. I think a lot of it is that audience reaction that they have there, plus just general social media, just general people's reactions. Even, even shows like this, right? I mean, just when people talk, I haven't really heard anyone make a credible argument as to why Ginger you know, well, here, I will. I will. The one argument I will say, and I do not want. I heard to one from uh, right, he who must not be named. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. Tell it to me. What is, what um, is it? He he said that if you look at the three of them, if you are going to pay to go see a drag show and one of the top three is the host, which of the three of them would be the best host? And if you look at it, the other two, he said that just could not carry a show the way that Ginger could. I'm going to agree with that. No, no, I'm not necessarily going to agree with that. I think uh, it depends on the style of hosting that you're looking for, right? If you're, if you're looking for a, you know, a, that bitchy New York insult queen kind of a thing, then yeah, but not everyone looks for that. And I think a big problem here is that Bianca Del Rio is so good at what she does that if you take this, this poor carbon copy of her, like a really inferior carbon copy of her and make her the winner the next year after that, it's going to invite nothing but comparison between the two. And Ginger just pales in comparison to Bianca Del Rio. It's like they're, it's like one of them is excellent and the other one is just like a shitty copy of that. And I, I think, you know, the, the best thing to do from a production standpoint is just to go a completely different way. Um, you know, Violet, I, I, we're going to talk about her next, but Violet 
to me, this episode, I really turned around on Violet. It's like, I wish she would have been doing more narration throughout this entire episode. I really kind of like Violet after this episode. I think when, when you're not always going to Katya, who God knows I love Katya, but it's like when you're not always going to Katya for the funny lines, Violet actually had some really nice lines this time. I think Violet, and you also have to remember, Violet has never been on the bottom two, ever. Ginger has been there. It's like Violet has never once during this entire competition been in the, in the bottom two. The one argument I will say for Ginger, here's what I'll say, taking everything into account, is she's very, very polished. Pearl couldn't give a fuck. And I actually think, to believe it or not, that's kind of her strength. I actually think she does. That's just not her thing. Violet is all about the look, right? Ginger is very polished. Once again, to talk about the finale, they went to uh, Ginger's mother in the audience, okay? They went to all their mothers, but they went to Ginger's mother in the audience. And Ginger's mother's not used to being on television, okay? Ginger was able to see that that her mother was struggling and jumped right in and was able, just like a very skilled host would do, be able to say, like, okay, my mom's struggling. I'm going to come in and, 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 you know, work it out and make it less awkward. Whereas the other two queens just let their mothers flounder in awkwardness, you know? So I think Ginger's very polished, but, you know, I, I think Ginger, and Ginger, Ginger's very much pushing a, a sad storyline and, you know, uh, there's stuff that's revealed on the show. And so, um, she's pushing that, which is funny because I don't think I've ever known Rue to pick somebody based on their, like, think of all the queens that have won. Yeah. None of them have ever been for their story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this isn't RuPaul's uh, charity, right? This is RuPaul's yeah. drag race. But Ginger seems to be pushing that sort of story, and uh, but she is. I think the I think uh, the boo hacker who shall not be named huh. is correct in that uh, she could host a show. The other two couldn't. And that that is. I think that is a huge strength in Ginger's favor. I will say she's it very, is. Very however, I would be so much more. Uh, well, I, even demonstrably so because I've already done it. I would be so much more willing to travel you know, an hour and a half out of my way to see Katya or Trixie than I ever would Ginger, ever. Okay. Or or for that matter, to ever see Violet or Pearl. So, Yeah. Right. Next up, Violet Chachki sits down with RuPaul and talks about being named Shadiest Queen. Because you won Shadiest Queen, remember? Did I? Did that hurt your feelings at all? Kind of, but I knew that wasn't the case. You know, I was just like, okay, well, I need to work hard to show these girls who I really am. I think the biggest thing that I've learned throughout this process is to just be aware of your first impressions. Because it could be a lot more difficult to change someone's first impression after their mind's been made up. I know that you're only 22 and you think, well, sure, this is nothing. A lot of people have this. Let me tell you, a lot of people don't have it. On the main stage, Violet listened to her critique. Dancing is not your favorite thing to do. With that said, I thought your dancing was really good. For the acting challenge, what I loved about that, I think you had so much separation between your characters. You really told the story beautifully. Don't take this as shade. But did you run out of clothes? Oh, God, no. Because for me, this does not say Violet's best drag. For me, it feels like a natural progression for you. I I think I get what you're doing. I think you do, too. Okay, thanks. Good. <laughs> Finally, Violet tells us why she should be named America's next drag superstar. All right, Violet Chachki. I already feel like I am America's next drag superstar. And I've been telling myself that for a really long time now. I've always, you know, looked up to myself. The only really validation I've ever looked for is from the show. And I mean, as far as my competitors go, I honestly do feel like I represent the past, the present, but more, more than anything, the future. Okay, Donna, do you think that uh, Violet represents the future of drag? 
I think that she is, when it comes to her looks, she's definitely willing to go to places that you don't see, and she's she's doing this fun mixture of vintage in a new way. So, I mean, from a fashion standpoint, yes, she is the, the future of drag. Um, Personality-wise, I don't really know what her act is. I don't know what type of performance she does. That's something I would have to see. So, I mean, I, I think that she is if there's something more than just the looks. Daniel, what do you think? I think she's very young, and I think that that is probably more than anything what we are seeing here. However, I do see the potential there. I mean, on every single acting challenge this season, which is way out of her comfort zone, she's delivered. She was the best divine out of that god-awful poop sketch. Um, you know, the three different distinct characters that she did on this acting challenge, I thought she she took direction well, and she did a, a really good job of them. I think, you know, a lot of times when you're when you're between two really big voices, right? Like, uh, not to, not to draw any Donna Elizabeth sugar correlations here, but when you're between two really big voices, sometimes you can't always express yourself all the time, uh, because there's just two people that are sucking up the oxygen in the room. I think Violet away from the rest of them could probably hold her own. And I think I'm really excited to see what she will become. I think I really kind of do believe that she is kind of the future of, of drag. I'm, I'm hoping that, that she will blossom into a really nice, you know, a really well-rounded drag queen. One of the things you can think about, too, she's very young. She's 22. So she was about 14 or 15 when the show premiered. Yeah. So she's actually probably one of the first children of a, a RuPaul's Drag Race to come through about the time she would have been wondering or, or thinking about drag. Yeah. And so to almost go to, through the RuPaul University. And so now she's learned it. So rather than bringing her own shit to the table the way Kennedy and Ginger would or an older queen, she's probably learned a lot from RuPaul's Drag Race. And so now she's able to push the boundaries. And she's, you know, when you're young and you learn things, you start to explore and push boundaries because you're trying to figure out the rules of the game rather than being defined by them. So I think, I do think, you know, I, earlier today I got caught in a Reddit rabbit hole and somebody had posted a YouTube uh, link. It's a video of all of Violet's runways. Just a video to all of Violet's runways. And when you see them together, you're like, wow, this bitch fucking brought it almost every episode on her looks. She did. And, uh, yeah, I do. I, I think there's a lot to be desired in terms of charisma, but in terms of look and pushing the boundaries. And, and I guess it really comes down to, you know, and this would be a discussion to have with Kennedy in person. What is RuPaul's Drag Race looking for? I guess I have this discussion with RuPaul herself. What is, is it about the looks? Is it about a Bianca Del Rio? Is it a, what is it? What is, who is America's next drag superstar? Right. Now, they always talk about, because they refuse to say the word. Can I go ahead and say the word on the show? Are we explicit? If I say yes. the word. Yes, yes, yes. Cunt. Mm -hmm. And, and, and everyone, the charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent, they, they want cunt. Get into it. That's what they want. Um, you see those people that have those four things that really work those four things. Those are not the people that tend to make it to the end. There are people who are very that. They don't win. Yeah, like Bianca, Bianca, as great as she was, as the nerve, the talent, she wasn't a beauty queen. She did her cuckoo makeup and her crazy outfits that are all pretty much the same pattern. I mean, so her, she wasn't all about looks. Her talent took her farther. Violet's looks are taking her farther. So I don't know. Yeah, and I don't. I mean, you know, Bianca was a great comedy queen, but it by far and away the comedy queens don't win every year, right? It's like just one of these things. They don't go for the same type every single year. It's like we've we've had almost every different type of queen. I really think there's a lot of. I mean, it's really when you think about this, right? You think about the fact that you know we're making jokes about you know 
Kennedy cannot possibly be 29 because she's been doing this for 17 years or whatever. Here's Violet, who's 22. She has not been doing this for more than three or four years. And look at the level she's at now when she's only been doing this for three or four years. It's like, I see nothing but really good things ahead for her. And by the way, I really like your porn. Let me draw a parallel. Let me draw a parallel to an earlier queen, Shangela Laquifa Watley, whatever the fuck her name was. She had only been doing drag for, what, three or four months before she got on the drag race. And then you saw her progress in a year time, come back the very next season, so much more polished. And this is, what, a year. Now, if you look at her now, she is an entertaining queen. She acts, she sings, she dances, she does the whole gambit. She looks great. She does some amazing things on YouTube that you can go and see. We're looking at Violet. Violet only has a few years under her belt. Yeah. Imagine her in a few years from now. Yep, I agree. I, I think she'd be a good bet, yeah. Let's go on to Pearl. In this clip, Pearl sits down with RuPaul and opens up but opens up just a little bit more. What was Baby Pearl like? Baby Pearl? Yeah, uh, I did say I was seven years oyster. old. Oh, God. When I was seven, you know, I was scared shitless all the time. I was going through some pretty traumatic times. It was just mental, emotional, physical, psychological torment every day. That's pretty rough. Uh, you know, when I first met you, I sensed there was something else going on, and it felt like a traumatic issue to me. Yeah. Because I read your bio that you filled yeah, out. Yeah, because the producer, you told the producers. That, well, that's, you know, I wasn't going to talk about this at the end, but let's get into it first. Clearly something really, really, Dark. really fucked up happened yeah, to her exactly. when she was a kid. Probably yeah, they never touched on and she, she what doesn't, Yeah, she doesn't happened. want to talk. Yeah, she doesn't want to talk about it. And it's so funny. They keep trying to get her to come out about yeah. it. And she's just like, fuck no. Yeah. She doesn't give it to them. It's so funny. It is. Because on the main stage, Rue took out a photo of young Pearl and asked Pearl to give some advice to her younger self. Like at around age seven. Yeah. <laughs> what Here's would an... Pearl have to say to little Matthew? Oh, God. I have to start with a warning. You're about to enter like the toughest. <laughs> You're going to enter the toughest years of your life. And... um <laughs> It's going to suck really bad for a long time and people are going to fuck you up and take advantage of you and people are going to be looking at you from across the room for so many years and you're not going to understand why. Later, the judges delivered her their critique of Pearl. Well, who would have thought, Pearl, a few <laughs> weeks ago that we'd be here today? Uh-huh. And I think I figured it out. You're a weirdo. Oh, fuck, yeah. In this particular challenge, you really pushed yourself out of the comfort zone. Mm. You gave us three really definable characters. Then with the dancing, you don't move. And it, it becomes that kind of stoner stripper so high she just wants the dollar. She doesn't care about anything else. <laughs> um, We've all been there. <laughs> I think you look beautiful and I'm proud of you. You earned your spot here and congrats to you. Thank you. Finally, Pearl tells us why she should be named America's Next Drag Superstar. All right, Pearl. You know, I've busted my fucking ass my entire life for everything that I have. Every article of clothing, every rent payment. You have been telling me how exhausted I come off, and it's because I am <laughs> from life. Yes, I totally had a moment on this show where I didn't think that I could go on. But that doesn't define what I've done on this show. I do not like to keep myself limited into some kind of drag box. And I have so much more to show America. Thank you, Pearl. <laughs> she said box. Okay. Now, can, now, can I say something that yeah. 
Now, this is not me. I'm theorycrafting here for a moment. Mm-hmm. Had she said what happened to her, like, had she full-on said what happened to her in, at, when she was seven years old, she would have been winning the crown. Really? I really think that they were going to set it up that way, that she was going to take it all. I don't know. I mean, it it sounds like it was really dark. I mean, it sounds... Even if she... Just trying to piece it... Right, just fully go into it. Even if she had just hinted at really what happened so that we have an understanding, I think it would have been enough for her to seal seal that. See, at this point, to me, it's like... I cannot possibly imagine that it could be any worse than anything I've imagined just based off the clues that she's, you know, drive down. It's like the dark years ahead of it. People are going to take advantage of you and they're going to fuck you up. And it's like people are going to be staring at you and you're not going to understand why. It's like just the amount of, you know, it's like, what? There's no possible way that the actual truth could be nearly as bad as something that I have in my head. You know what I'm saying? It's just like. Yeah. No, I'm right there with you. So. You know, um, one of the things – this is going to come back to Pearl in a second. But um, there was this comedian I loved who died way too young named uh, Robert Schimmel. Mm-hmm. And he's one of these guys who was so brilliant that if you ever saw him in a club, a comedy club, he would just make you cry with laughter. He just knew how to work a comedy club room so hard. But he never really hit it big because he just didn't really work on television. He didn't. Just didn't he just didn't. That yeah. was just a thing. And he just knew how to work a comedy club. That was his thing. And after seeing Pearl last night and how she interacts with the audience, I kind of think that's Pearl. I think she has a charisma that's unique to doing live performances. It doesn't work on TV. She obviously got on the drag, on drag race because she's a hot boy, but she is a really amazing drag queen. She, um, you know, when other drag queens would leave, she would sit there and like in a very Pearl way, like get the crowd going and knows how to work with them and is actually very funny. And has a, a personality that didn't really come out on the show. And I think that's something that probably they took into consideration when they cast her. But it's just – she doesn't work for television. She doesn't work for reality shows. And it, it almost makes me think, like, did someone else sign her up for this show? And she was like, all right, I'll go on. <laughs> or maybe she was recruited. Do you think someone recruited her? I, possibly. For a producer? Possibly. No, I think she genuinely probably wanted to go on the show. And and she did what everyone else has done. She's turned look, in the tape. Look, I don't think you can do drag in America and not want to be on the show, right? I mean, this is this – is, right? Like you couldn't be a, a CrossFit person and not want to go on Survivor, right? This is kind of a thing. It's like this yeah. is our Olympics. Yeah, exactly. We this all is want like, to this do is, it. This is their little show. Like this is how you become even even Tippis du Jour, right? Who got voted off first is going to be far more famous and far more you know far more known than any other just random club queen. In, yeah. in the United States. I mean, this is, you know, if you are working as a drag queen, then yes, of course you want to be on this this show. And especially Pearl also is very young. So it's like, I'm sure that people are telling her all the time, you should be on Drag Race. Why aren't you on Drag Race? Mm-hmm. So he's like, blah, blah, blah. Or maybe at this very smart queen, she figured, I'll get on the show, I'll get vo- bo- booted off <laughs> right, exactly. fifth or sixth, and then it'll help my call my club career and move on, right? Mm-hmm. I think she seems to surprise anyone that she's in the top three. Yeah, no, I agree. You know? But I don't think I really don't think there's much to say about her. She's fine. She's not going to win. Let's move on. So, so yeah. if she if she ends up winning, I will be floored. I will be really? floored if she wins. Floored. See, and this is so weird because all right, let me just ask this. I'm I'm just, I'm going out on a limb here. Donna Elizabeth. If I don't know why I love saying that. Donna Elizabeth Sugars. If Violet Chachki wins, will you be floored? No. Okay, because I was going to say, if that was the case, then all three of us will be floored no matter who wins, because I will be floored if Ginger wins. Uh, Joe Batanz will be uh, floored if, if Pearl wins. And uh, But yeah. once again, I'll be floored for reasons that I'm going to discuss later in the show. Okay. 
as well as the aggregate pearl experience on RuPaul's Drag Race. I do not condone aggregates. <laughs> in uh, speaking of someone else who will not be winning <laughs> in this clip, Kennedy Davenport gets emotional about her relationship with her family. I never ask God why. I just take it on, and I feel like being on here and have made it this far. This is my reward. It's an amazing story, and you've done so well. I am so proud of you. Thank you. I loved watching you just work through it and make it happen. I will see you out there. That's right, honey. I'm just saying. IJS. <laughs> Can I just say that music that was playing under the beginning part here? To just is this right here? I never. That is that is piano with medium echo and strings. <laughs> that is like the the uh, the. The the typical like heartstring music that you would play that would be on the biggest that is like under every clip on the Biggest Loser. It's just like I was I, I never just kept eating all why. the time. Just, <laughs> well, one of the things we learned in this clip in the in the in the little uh, whole interview I didn't pull it is that um, her dad died and so then she had to take care of her retarded sister her, her mentally retarded yeah but no her dad just recently died but yeah, she just said yeah died. she was so, she was. She took care of her sister growing up, and now she's having to do it again. Now, can I be a shady bitch? You know what the first thing I said when I when I saw that? What Kennedy's the smart one? <laughs> no, it was. Wait, wait. Who's taking care of your sister while that's you're on the show? Was, that's where I was going with. It. I'm like, well, who's taking care? Well, here's the thing, though. Kennedy's mom, Chicory, that's her real name, mm-hmm. is at the finale. So the mom's not dead. She's around. <laughs> Where's the sister? Was the sister yeah. not at the finale? I think she was Jasmine. <laughs> She took her with her. <laughs> okay. Oh, play there. the next clip before we get in trouble. <laughs> when Rue shows Kennedy a picture of her younger self, Kennedy shows a rare glimpse of vulnerability. Here's a photo of you as a little bitty boy. Now, if you could time travel, what would Kennedy Davenport have to say to little Ruben? You ain't gonna win, American um, Idol. I would definitely have to tell him <laughs> that it's okay that you are different from the other kids. All the nights that you have cried yourself to sleep, it'll be over soon. Jesus. Uh-huh. Now, Later what's the... funny is, I do you, know, do you honestly know what I would have said? And I, and I, because I thought about it, I'm like, what would you say in this if you were in this position? I know exactly what I was saying. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I have that, I have that. Donna, here's a picture of you as a little girl. <laughs> now, now, what would you say to little five-year-old Adam? Girl. They all know, okay? Do not be in your head. Do not be stressed. Do not think they don't know. They all know you're a queen, okay? So be you. They love you anyway. Move on. Excellent. Because <laughs> they do. They all. They always knew. I gave a girl three stitches in preschool because she took my dress for dress-up time, okay? <laughs> really? How did they not know? <laughs> true, story, true story, by the way. <laughs> You know what, Latina? I have here a picture uh-huh. of you as a young child. Now, what would you say to little six-year-old Joe? Mira, necesita comer. <laughs> I don't know how to say less tacos in Spanish. Menos tacos, okay? Uh, cierra la boca. How do you say more salad? Sí, sí. Más ensalada, por favor. Más ensalada. Y, oh, yeah. Uh, Much more enchiladas. Y ande, ande más. Okay. There you go. There you go. 
All right, uh, we're gonna move well, on. By the way, what would little uh, uh, I don't have a what's your name, name again? Robin, ha- Robin Banks or read a book? <laughs> no, I don't. Name? I don't have a drag name. No. What I would say to my younger self is, <sighs> work out, girl. <laughs> like, like go work out. Oh, and also be like, oh, by the way, in thirty years, when you meet a guy, yeah, do not get married. It was the yeah. biggest mistake of your life. <laughs> right, go ahead. And make sure you always report when you're alive. <laughs> <laughs> this is so inside baseball. Move along, move along. Later, the judges give their critique of Kennedy. For the acting challenge, for me, it was flatlined with not a lot of separation between characters. But I think you've made a lot of progress. You look beautiful tonight. I think this is very representative of your best drag. I really am very touched about the transformation that you've made. Thank you. Finally, Kennedy tells us why she should be America's next drag superstar. I've been in this business for 17 long years, and I condone myself with professionalism as far as my competitors. With the exception of Ginger, I don't think the other girls are ready. So I fear that they may not know how to condone themselves. And that makes me think, what do you have to offer once you become the queen? And it's not much. It's neither English nor math. (laughs) So wait, so she didn't just misuse that word once. No, twice. She misused it twice. She misused it with confidence, though. Yes. Later on, the four girls lip sync for their lives. But in the end, Kennedy was told to condone away. Ladies. I've made my decision. Kennedy Davenport, I'm sorry, my dear, but you will not be moving on to the top three. Kennedy, the struggle is real. And so is your God-given talent. And your journey has just begun. Thank you. This has been a wonderful experience. And I couldn't have asked for anything more. So thank you very much. Now. Sashay away. I'm very disappointed that I'm leaving the competition right now. I've done all that I could do. And it, it just wasn't enough. It was enough for me. Newark, LaGuardia, ah! Kennedy. <laughs> all right. I, I, just, I got nothing. Look, Daniel, that's the last time you ever have to hear that. I though. know that's it is. Good it news. is. is. Oh, wait, no, the finale, too. (laughs) I think everyone has those bitchy, like, everyone always says the same thing, like, I tried my hardest, but it wasn't enough. Like, it's always that same stupid shit. Like, really, no one just says, I'm shocked I made it this far. Now, Donna, you're going to be on the show next year because whether, if I have to fly my ass to Buffalo and make you, like, record that goddamn tape. I know, I No, no, you have no idea. I will fucking do this. Here's the thing. That might be the only way to get you here. When you get eliminated from the show which I'm hoping is like the, you know, like at the finale. But let's say, God forbid, that you get eliminated first. What are you going to say? I'm shocked I made it this far, unless I'm the first one voted out. And then I'm going to go to my old fallback, which is from my raiding days in World of Warcraft, keep it classy and don't die. I think, because Katya, I don't know if you noticed this or not, but when Katya got her little maquette, she sniffed the butt. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> I think you should hysterical. I think you should take it a step further. I think you should lick it. I should... <laughs> Stick your tongue out and just lick the butt a little bit. And then just like, I can't even believe I made it this far. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Now we have a plan. There you go. I have a plan. I'm sorry, Joe. I've totally uh, totally condoned your show. 
Yeah, you've, you've taken over condoning it. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, no, but we're, we're doing we're doing it. We're talking about it. Kennedy, what what are, what are we thinking? Uh, uh, well, she was. Uh, she was told us earlier. She didn't feel she should have gone home this week. Really? Who do you think should have gone home, Donna? Sheesh. Now, okay. She should have gone home weeks ago. Oh, I agree with that. I mean, yes. she really should have gone home weeks ago. But if I'm looking at this challenge alone, I probably would have sent Pearl home. This would have been the week I would have sent Pearl home because I. I wasn't a huge fan of how she how she worked it on for the music video. Her acting was eh, it was just kind of her playing herself kind of fucked up. I loved her mother character though. Mm-hmm. And when it came to her runway, I hated that outfit. And I hated her lip sync. So I I honestly I would have sent her home. It's so weird watching it in the bar because I, I watch it in SD at the bar because that's how logo comes across. But then the episodes that I, cause I bought the pass on Amazon. So I get the episodes the next morning in HD Pearl's outfit in SD looked horrible. It's like the sheen off of the satin of the, of the cups were looked like oblong triangles, the way the light caught them on SD. And it wasn't until you watch it in HD that you realize it's a full bustier that she's wearing. And it was just the fact that the light was so harsh on one of them that the SD cameras just couldn't pick up the resolution of the the remainder of the bustier. Okay, then you know what? I am going to hold my opinion on that and I will go after the show and actually watch it in HD. Yeah, or or look for some still shots of that outfit that she was wearing because it's like, yeah, it, it, it's kind of like that one, one week that she wore the googly eye outfit and I didn't realize those were actually googly eyes until I saw it in HD. It's like... It's such it's such a travesty that logo is just you know not in HD anywhere in the fucking world. But it's just like I, I, maybe one market somewhere I don't know. But it's like you know what we're seeing is just so it's like Vaseline on the lenses or whatever. But yeah, no, her her outfit looked a lot better in HD than it did. Now, Joe, I know you watched the you download them off iTunes. So did you agree? Yeah. Would you agree with that? I download them in SD because I hate the season. But I'm gonna download the finale in HD. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I, I thought. Can Pearl's- I go ahead and just say that I am very glad I have watched most of the season in SD, mostly because I can't imagine Ginger in high definition. <laughs> it is frightening, and but you do get more of the Katya jokes about her. I just spray paint this all black and let it drip down. It's just like she has got a harsh, solid black shoe polish like line here that she continues down. I, yeah, one time, you know what, Donna? Maybe, maybe after the season's over maybe we should do one or two more episodes where we talk about makeup because some of the things okay. they're doing with contour and stuff is just i don't know if it's the way to do it or not but it just seems like it doesn't work really well it's like this past week now i know i'm i'm bringing this up only because you are a a a makeup person right you went to school for doing uh, uh theatrical makeup correct yeah. Oh, you were muted. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just yes, like, yes, oh my I God, was. I've said this wrong. No, but it's like this week, I mean, Kennedy looked like a white girl. It's like she had like a white face on a black body. It was just like it was so washed out with her makeup that it was just like, was that what you were going for? It was just, I was like, actually, this makeup this week, I, I don't know if someone says something to her or what. She is normally much darker. Yeah. Like the highlight she used was almost like a pearl color. I watched her as she was applying it going, what the fuck is that highlight? The highlight, okay, realize there's your base tone. Your Mm -hmm. highlight is usually two to three shades lighter. Your low light or your shadowing is two, uh, two to three shades darker. Like, that was like a pearl. And girl, your skin's mocha. Yeah. Like, those two are far extremes. Yeah, it It, it it looked like Janet Jackson. Like, it was that bad of a contrast. It was just like, it was... 
It did make her look like a much lighter skinned uh, yeah. black woman, but it was, yeah, that was a pretty extreme yeah. highlight. I'm sorry, Joe, we've completely bored you. No, well, makeup does bore me, but I, you know, yeah, so, but no, please go. People love it. I, I just, <laughs> no, I, I mean, we should really talk about like me. I would love to like talk about just drag in general. After this show is over, let's just, let's do a couple episodes just about the process of drag. Yes. That would be very interesting to listen to. And we can, cooking. we can, we have a lot of, between us all, we have a lot of drag queen friends that we could bring on and we could actually talk about the actual process of drag. I actually have zero drag queen friends. From tucking to, uh, to from tucking to contouring and everything. Well, in as I have made very clear from the many shows that I do, uh, the name of my autobiography is going to be Donna Sugar's Too Fat to Tuck. <laughs> Um, sold on iTunes, get it. And uh, I don't have to worry about tucking because I have this thing called fat that slowly protects it and you wouldn't tell that I even have a penis. You know, I, when, I, you know when I've seen Rue and I saw her, I've seen her many times, you know, on TV and everything. <laughs> yes, from my orchestra. No, 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 from my orchestra. I'm not talking about finale. I'm just even talking about when you see her walk down the runway. Does she need to tuck? Oh, she's tucked for the heavens. Yeah. I hear stories about she is big and girthy but but why because if the, the the dresses she wears are so cover her so i mean you could let it hang out why would you need a tuck because you want that smooth yeah you don't want even the hint of a bump there because you will get clocked oh. it have you like like stand and look at yourself profile in the mirror it's like it sticks out it's like it doesn't matter that it's a big flowing dress it's going to stick out you know that's going to cause a, a visible bump in a dress a dress is not designed in the same way that pants or underwear are to accommodate the the male bump right it's like a dress is designed to kind of like hang flat across that area and it's like so no matter what you have there it's going to poke out as opposed you know so it needs to you know be tucked now obviously some queens who are doing more severe looks do more severe tucks and those are who girl? I mean, I I can't even imagine the ooh, girl. All right, can we talk about the Violet Chachki porn? Have you have you seen the Violet Chachki porn? No, I Someone share seen that it. link. Where is this? I need to see it. <laughs> so Violet Chachki, uh, as an eighteen year old twink, did uh, porn under the screen or under the nom de plume of Frankie Malone. Um, I you know what I I, I know, enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I'm a fan, but at the same time, it's just kind of like. If if he wasn't on Drag Race, he would have just spent another twink doing porn. You know what I'm saying? It was like there was nothing. Sp- no, you're right. And it's like, but it was the fact that he is Violet Chachki that makes it more interesting to me. And it's just like, but yeah. yeah. He had unfortunate hair in the video. Yeah, he had curly the, hair. The, the, the hair is really bad. It's permed. But he, I mean, man, he just has a, a killer twinky body. Does. That, uh, he and does. he knows how to work his asshole. I'll give him that. <laughs> he does. And when he's leaning over the couch, he's like, now keep in mind, I'm a bottom. But it's like when he's like leaning over the couch, I'm like, oh, making even me excited <laughs> it's like that yeah. that looks good even to me it's just like yeah i didn't expect his penis to be so large yes, you know what the girl, thing is thing is, no it's it's only six inches but he's like so fucking thin that it looks like it's nine or ten <laughs> it's a nice size it's a workable no size. it is probably eight it's probably a, a good eight inches no he's not that big I think you're right. I think he's like a six, a little over six, but you're right. He's so thin. It just, the illusion is that it's bigger, but look, you could, something you can work with. Oh yeah. No, I, I wouldn't. Did he only ever do this one scene? For- yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's a oh. solo, and it's a solo scene. So it wasn't this is getting, it, cause it can get really gross. Cause I was going to be like, Oh, he has a really pretty hole. <laughs> You know, which he does. Sometimes you can get kind of guys who have gross holes. Maybe, maybe remember when the judge was like going like, oh, I love his ass, whatever. Yeah. Maybe she had seen the porn. Maybe she had. Could be. Yeah, she, lots like, of women love games. Maybe that's what Jessica Alba meant when she went, smells good. I know, maybe that's what. 
Oh my God, we are so far off the rails. All right, okay. let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. I know you didn't want to talk about it, Joe Batanz, but I I have to share with our listening public, all, all six of them, I have to share this exchange that I had in text yesterday with Joe Batanz. <laughs> What? What do you think? You think I know Are what I'm going to say? This? You think what I, this is? This is this is what I'm going to uh, this is what I'm going to share with with him. All right. So, uh, yesterday afternoon at uh, um, let's see, yesterday afternoon at about I have to oh I, I scroll back too far. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, you know what? I, it was it was. Oh, we have a conversation in so many different mediums that I'm like trying to. I'm struggling to find it here. But basically, you decided last minute yesterday that yeah. you were going to go see the finale after watching yeah. the Untucked episode. Yeah. You decided that you were going to go see it, and you were like, "All right, there's two seats. There's two possibilities. I can buy the forty dollar seat, mm-hmm. and there's plenty of those left." Yeah. Oh, but there's a two hundred dollar seat. Talk me out of buying the two hundred dollar seat. To which I texted back to you is like, it will be the seat directly next to Jasmine Masters. And you said, rightly so. No, she'll be on the stage. It'll be fun. And it's like, look, it's the nosebleed seats. I know where it's at because it's where I sat last year. I'm just gonna get that and I'll be fine with it. Now, tell the universe what happened to you, Joe Batanz, when you got to your nosebleed seat, your nosebleed forty dollar seat, what happened? Well, you know, here's what's going to be even more embarrassing is I dressed, I mean, I always dress like shit, but I was particularly, even for me, dressed like shit. I looked <laughs> like a roadie who had just been moving um, Van Halen all day. And then what's worse is I wore, because I, I knew I would be taking notes. So I had a little notebook with a pen in my pocket on my shirt. Like oh my nerd. God. Did you have a fedora that had like a press, the word press written in hand? I right? might as well have, right? <laughs> oh my God, that would have been so great. But I was wearing just like gross jeans and a grocer. I'm like, I'm going to be in the fucking nosebleeds. I'm only going to take notes on this because I really want to see it and see what happens, right? And as I'm sitting there in the nosebleed, I'm like four rows from the back of the house, right? This usher comes up and down the aisle going, we need one person, one person. And meanwhile, what loser goes by themselves to this thing, right? Mm-hmm. So I raise my Yeah, hand. what loser went that by themselves? That loser's exactly. name is Joe Elizabeth Batanz. <laughs> right? So I go, me. And I have to jump over this little eight Mexican girl and get into the aisle. And he goes, come with me. And he takes me downstairs to the orchestra level in right in front of the stage. And I'm sitting with the queens and everybody, you know, the VIP, because they needed to fill one seat. I'm sorry, bitch. I don't care if the three of us had gone together. If that happens, uh, oh, I'm by myself, girl, right here. Excuse me, random stranger I don't know. Now, when he was just telling that story right now, this is what was going on in my head. He, like, took me by the hand and he said, I'm going to take you down to the pit. I'm going to pull you close to me. And I'm just going to slam you. You're going to be right underneath the RuPaul while I'm going to be buried so deep in you that you're going to be tasting it. That's what I say. Well, this is actually... Well, now I need a cigarette. (laughs) Well, this is is a good transition to one of the stories I was going to tell that has nothing to do with the show. So, you know, I'm in the orchestra level. I'm with everybody, you know, the drag queens. The drag queens are actually on the other side of the stage. But uh, I'm with, you know, like the... I'm 
Okay, well, I don't want to give this away. So we have to. Go, I have to go to the restroom <laughs> at one point during when they're doing a, a, when they're doing a, a scene change, mm-hmm. and the orchestra level has its own bathroom. It's really small, and I'm in line because, of course, at RuPaul's Drag Race, the men bathroom has a huge line, right? And Which is why you wear drag, and then you can yeah, go in the ladies' room. Oh, yeah, that would have been smart. So uh, I was just, you know, I was in, in line waiting, not paying attention. And it, the bathroom is so small, it could probably hold like two or three people. But as one person leaves, another person enters. So the guy, there's a guy in front of me. He goes in front. Now I'm in front. And I hear these guys behind me go like, oh, my God, do you see? There's Lucian Piani, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, where? I'm like looking around, and I don't see him. I'm like, oh, he must have walked away. I go in the bathroom. I pee. Yes. I'm washing my hands, and the guy next to me, very small quarters, looks at me. The guy in front of me was Lucian Piani. <gasps> and so I guess I peed next to Lucian Piani. Oh, my God. This is almost as exciting as my Mo Rocca story from New York City on Saturday. <laughs> and I washed my hands next to Lucian Piani. He looked at me, and he goes, oh, hey, what's up? Did you, did, you throw a, did you throw a Molotov cocktail at him like I did Mo Rocca? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. Here's the shocking thing about Lucian Piani. Short, huh? Tiny little penis. Tiny, no. tiny. Oh, I'm sorry. It's the opposite. Oh. He's taller than I thought. Really? Oh, my God. I, really? I assumed he'd be like a little twink. No, this bitch is at least six foot. Wow. Yeah. God. That was the shocking thing about Lucian Piani. He's did taller he still, than you he think he is. Do you still have the beard? He does, and it's uh, salt and pepper now. It's like what's her name? Salt and pepper. Yeah, so that's the shocking that's the shocking tea on Lucian Piani. Taller than you think he is, I assumed he was like a little twinkie boy. Wow. No, he is a full grown adult ass man. Okay. Um here's the other thing I think you guys are gonna really like. I, I you know, I took copious notes, which the people sitting next to me were like weirded out that this fucking Chaz Bono looking <laughs> faggot sat next to them and is taking notes. You should have just said you were Chaz Bono. I, I really should have. I'm all excuse me, I'm Chaz Bono. <laughs> Uh, can I get another drink, please? It's under the tab, Bono. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm taking copious notes in his little notebook, and they're like, everyone was looking at me so weird. So I have copious notes from the episode. But a but lot yeah, of them you won't tell with... us shit. Every no, time you start to tell us stuff, you're like, oh no, I don't want to tell you that. Well, no, at, you know, next week I'll have a lot of things to say because I also want to see what they air. Because for instance, th- so every queen, two, then, then I'll tell you two the weeks, structure. Two weeks, two weeks, stru- I'll, I'll two weeks because next week is a is a Redux episode. So you yeah. you're talking two weeks from now. Oh. So so the set is a '60s mod set, very plain, spare '60s mod set. If you remember the finale from last year, yes. they had all the queens on stage and they would walk a short runway and uh, do their look, and that was it. Yep. This year, each queen walks. Out to the center, down the runway to the end, and walks back. So they get a lot more. Uh, they probably won't show it all, but they get a lot more runway time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a really pretty set. Uh, the queens look fine. Um, you know, the ones you expect to look great look great. Now I saw a, a picture of Tempest Dujour that she had like a comic book theme dress. That it, must have been just for the red carpet look. So she did her not. Actual, okay. Her actual look is actually pretty cool. It's like a Virgin Mary with a big crown look. Because I also saw a picture from the runway where Mrs. Kasha Davis looked like she was like Betty Davis, like 105 years old. Did she look that way on the runway? Mrs. Kasha Davis looked very whatever. I thought Kasha Davis was in the outfit from the producers. Uh, like Nathan, the Nathan's Lane suit from the producers, maybe? No, do but... you remember um, when they go to see the gay director and he's dr- dressed like the Chrysler building? Uh, no, she wasn't in that. Who was that then? I swear I saw that. Maybe. I don't know. Some other queens changed looks, some didn't. Like, for instance, uh, if you see pictures online of Max on the red carpet, his look on stage is very different. It was a yellow outfit that looks really cool. Yeah, because on the red carpet, it was like rubber. It was like a rubber special. Yeah, no, no, no. The one on stage is like this yellow, it has some sort of black 
pattern on it. Can I confess I something? When I saw yeah. the pictures of Max and Jaden D.R. Fierce on the runway, I was like, oh yeah, they were on this season. <laughs> it's like, that, that is like how much I like just completely purged them from my mind. It's like, I just completely forgotten that Max was even on this season. I was like, oh wait, who's that? Oh, that's Max. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was on like a the while The one back. that everybody's going to talk about next week, uh, after, the, after the finale is uh, Bianca Del Rio when she comes out to give the crown. That's the one that they're saving. There was a Reddit thread about the finale. Someone posted a picture of it and I think that's why the thread got taken down. Mm-hmm. But Bianca's look uh, during the when they give the crown is I don't want to give it away. It's one of the spoilers I won't give away. But um, she's dressed Bianca's like look. Ginger Minj. No, oh. it, it's it's a it's an it's a it's an outfit that everyone's going to talk about the next day. Will it make us gag? It will make you gag. Yeah. Now, I did see brings it. I did see that Katya's outfit from the runway I mean, from the from the red carpet. By the way, who has servants cleaning up after them? Is that you, Joe? Because I can hear like people like sweeping up like broken glass and stuff, and it's like. Is that uh, yes, exactly? I have my. Uh, is that your old pair in the background yes. there, like uh, doing some cleaning? Uh, the the uh, Katya's outfit like had a a cape that had a mm-hmm. a definite pattern on the inside, and then on the front of her dress she had a cutout of that same pattern, so it looked like her her chest was hollow. Was that? Yeah, that seems that seems about right. Yeah, okay. and she wore that on stage. Katya, you're right. Daniel is a lot smaller than I thought she yeah, would be. I know, she's isn't she? Person. Yeah, she yeah. is. She's she's like maybe five eight or five seven. Or yeah, five, that eight. makes yeah. sense. She she definitely is the diminutive one of the queens when she's there. Um, of, of the looks, that's the only one I can think of that's standing out. Um, who else is there? Oh, you know, actually, I was gonna say Miss Fame in person, and I think on, it'll translate on TV. Looks an- amazing. I think she's always looked amazing. I think she's Yeah, but I never realized how beautiful she is until I saw her in person. And then um, Violet, of course, looks phenomenal. So what they did this year, here's the format going to be this year. So the girls are going to come out. Rue's going to come out. It's going to be a big thing. And then last year, if you remember, they brought out all the old queens first, interviewed them, and then they brought out the top three. They're doing it different this year. So what they're doing this year is each queen of the three, each of the three queens has to lip sync for her life. And they've written a song specifically for each queen and they do those first. So at first, Ginger's going to come out. She's going to sing her number and then Rue interviews her. I'm from her. Gatorland. I'm from Gatorland. Look at me. I'm a big crocodile. No, hers is a gospel themed number. Ooh, Gatorland. <laughs> Uh, then it's Pearl comes out, does her number, and then she interviews. I'm Rue. from New York. Look at me. I'm from New York. I'm so fucking hip. I can't even stand myself. And then Violet comes out and does her number and gets interviewed by Rue. I did Vi- a porn. I did a porn. Violet's number is a burlesque number and the only one to get a standing ovation. Really? I'll tell you that. Oh, nice. So then after those three things happen, then they actually bring out all the other queens and they, uh, they interview them. I'll tell you this, uh, with Pearl, they do a, uh, each girl gets a little like video package that they make for them. Yes. There's one with Pearl. I don't want to spoil this. This is one I will never spoil. You have to see it. It's extremely funny. It's probably one of the highlights of the show is the, the, the package they made for Pearl. Nice. Extremely funny. So what so you're saying, was, Joe, what you're saying is we should all keep our eye on Pearl's package. Yeah. Keep your eye on Pearl's package. <laughs> Got it. Oh, Got also it. when they're interviewing each queen, and I did take notes on each of these, when they interview each queen, former contestants come up and ask them audience questions. Mm-hmm. And it, it was like three for each queen. So they're obviously not going to get to all of them. So I wrote down all the questions and the answers. So when we go, when we recap 
afterwards. I can tell you what the other questions were and what the answers were. Now, what I want to get to, and this is the biggest thing that happened that night that will not be on the show. Yes. Is so when they brought out all the old queens, not the top three, all the former contestants. And as you've seen in years past, they have like a peanut gallery where most of them sit. And then for each act, there's like three or four that they bring down in the order they were eliminated. And Rue talks of those three or four, right? Yes. So on the first segment, it was Tempest, Sasha, Jasmine, and Mrs. Kasha Davis. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they're in a little line of seats. Ruse, so it's that, you know, I'm actually not going to give you the correct order on stage, but I'll just give it to you to make sense. So imagine the peanut gallery is in the back of the stage. Rue is facing the audience. She's in front of the peanut gallery. And then facing Rue is that line of, ch- of seats. Does right. that make sense? Yep. So now we're on Jasmine and Rue asks Jasmine and she says, um, you know, uh, when you were eliminated, Kennedy, uh, whispered something in your ear. Kennedy, what did you whisper in Jasmine's ear? And then there's silence, right? And nothing. And so Rue goes, Kennedy, I'm talking to you. We're going to do this again. Hold, I'm going to ask you this question. Please answer it. And she, she asks it again. She says, Jasmine, when Kennedy whispered to me, what did she whisper? Nothing. And Kennedy goes, I'm real confused what you want me to do. You, you need to turn around. And Rue just, Oh my God goes, bitch, I'm lit. You have to work this way. Let's do this again. So then Rue goes, Jasmine, when Kennedy whispered something in your ear, what did she say? Kennedy, oh, I'm sorry. Kennedy, what did, what did you whisper into Jasmine's ear? Mm-hmm. Kennedy goes, I don't remember whispering anything in Jasmine's ear. Oh my oh God. Oh my God. Rue, there's silence and Rue can't look at her and Rue goes, bitch, you know what you said because we produced this segment. Okay. <laughs> Now we know how to do it. Let's do it again. And then she goes, Jasmine, what did Kennedy whisper in your ear? <laughs> so then Jasmine goes, oh, she said, keep your head up. So then they stop taping. And then Kennedy goes, Rue, I'm sorry. I didn't really know what you wanted me to say. And Rue goes, um, uh, Kennedy, as then Rue said, I could have wrote it down. She said, uh, she said, uh, don't worry. We got it in the can without you. <laughs> and the whole crowd was like, ooh, like, so that's not going to be on the show. This was all yes. off camera. But, uh, yeah, the, Rue was not happy with Kennedy during the taping. Kennedy uh, was not condoned in that. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Kennedy didn't know how to condone herself in, in during the show. Uh, and then during a sound check, so when they brought out, um, Trixie, Katya, and, uh, there was somebody else there. Um, they, during the sound check, there's a lot of time. Usually most of the queens just sit there and you sit there in silence. But when it was Trixie and Katya on the stage and they were doing the sound check, Trixie and Katya basically did like a 20 minute show. Yeah. Uh, on I the could, stage. I could totally see that. And I'm so totally jealous I didn't get to see it. Yeah. And, uh, it was hilarious. And so, like I said, anytime there was any attention on Katya, the crowd was, would roar for Katya. And, uh, uh, and she, at one point, again, not on camera, when this is before they were doing, when they were doing a, a, a switch out, she teared up a little bit. She was genuinely moved. So she is such an amazing person. He's like, just, I, I can't say that enough. Just from meeting her, she is such an amazing person. Now, one of the things I saw online, did you guys know, because they were saying like, oh, they're clearly not going to ask, ask Violet about, because um, you know, th- they didn't, they didn't go anywhere near any of the stuff on Untuck because, you know, they don't like to promote that stuff. But then also they said they, they also didn't bring up um, sh- the Sharon Needles crown drama. Did you know about this? Mm-mm. No. Okay. What so happened? I read about it. So remember they did this absolute promotion a couple of years ago that was really stupid about like who stole Sharon Needles crown? Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It was really stolen. So Sharon was, in, <laughs> Sharon was in Atlanta, okay? And she was judging a competition that Violet was in, okay? And she was wearing the crown while she was judging. And then the, the crown went missing. 
Okay, for year for a couple of years, Sharon eventually got it back. But in those couple of years, uh, so through some social media, I don't know how it popped up. Maybe it popped up recently. I don't know. But the picture showed up with Violet wearing the crown. Really? And, yes. And so this became a big thing this season when people found out. And I guess Violet always claimed that uh, she didn't steal it, but her friend did, and she was just posing for the picture. For God's sake, so, Violet's twenty two. Like if this Sharon Needles was crowned, how many years ago? Maybe like two or three years ago. So Violet was 19, 18, 19? Come on. Are you saying she did or didn't do no, it? No, she didn't do it. She, I mean, but it does speak to her, like, how good she is. If if, if she was in a contest that Sharon Needles was judging when she was 18 or 19, yeah, then, you know, the girl's got talent. Yeah. So people were upset about they didn't ask her that question. And so, uh, yeah, I didn't know about that story. And so I was like, oh, look at that. And, uh, yeah, so that's, um, I mean, again, there's a lot more to say. It's going to, it will know more what to talk about after we see the finale to see what they actually show. Cause right. a lot of, like, for instance, there are a few jokes I don't want to kill. There's some great jokes that are going to happen in the finale that I don't want to. All right. Uh, here's the question. Spoil. Here's, here's the question. Yeah. We've got, we've got uh, a Redux episode next week. Are we going to meet back here next week and talk about the Redux episode or are we just going to, take a week off i can't even do next, i mean unless we do it on wednesday i can't even really do next tuesday all right so we will be back two weeks from now we'll talk about the uh finale mm-hmm. and then after that donna sugars is going to bring in some of her gal pals and i'm going to bring in some of my you're, you're muted honey and i'm going to bring yes. in some of my gal pals and we're going to talk about the art of drag we're going to talk about just the process of drag wait hold on let me produce here for a little bit why can't you do that next week because my drag girls are going to be gone. <laughs> yeah. And it's fucking Memorial Day weekend. I'm going to be in, I'm going to be in New York City next weekend is is Memorial Day weekend. I'm going to be yeah. uh, off doing yeah. stuff. So We can look, we could use a week off. We can. All right. So, you know what? Uh, let's meet back here 2 weeks from now and that includes you ladies and gentlemen. By the way, we didn't get any email this week. So, I would just like to reiterate, you can email us at rdrr at pride48.com uh with anything, comments, questions, uh, you know, chastisements condonements we don't care mm-hmm. anything yes. you would like to do uh rdrr i love hate mail yeah rdrr at pride48.com if you're a huge fan of ginger minge feel free to send an yeah, email yeah. about oh, how yeah. much you oh, hate yeah. by the way by the way john oh, lee I have, a, I have a huge thing to talk about by the way by, wait, by the way john lee hart how dare you be pulling for ginger minge and never have even sent us a fucking email no hold on for a second i have something huge to talk about and i was meaning to talk about this why didn't i put it in my notes oh my god we need to talk about the crowning of the three queens and my whole theory here and i want to do it before uh, they air the episode okay all right, all right. So, i'm sorry could we wrap we were, we were i was already about to go well thank i know you i know we're oh, yeah, my, no, God. I know. oh my god oh my god oh bonus content bonus i have to pee so bad. i'm gonna go wait in line at the uh at the uh, go ahead joe go ahead no, no, why don't go. you go pee we'll stay quiet and then won't the silence thing take it out yeah yeah it will all right i'll be right okay. back okay 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 we're back here we go so they taped three endings as we know the first one that they taped and i'm, I'm gonna be very specific here because it's gonna become important when i tell you my theory are these coming from your copious notes Trademark. You don't need copious notes for this one. Trademark so Joe Batanz. They 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 crown Ginger Minge. So they do, they, do, they do three. Like the winner is Ginger Minge. They put the crown on her. She does the walk. She comes back. They stop. Okay. As, as well they should. Okay. They reset. Then they go. We're gonna do Pearl. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of this year's Drag Race, Pearl. Put the crown on her. She walks the runway. She comes back. Uh, just like with Ginger, they have a little talk. You know, this is what it means to me. But then this time, per, um, Brew says to the audience, well, thank you for another season of, um, uh, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? Can I get an amen up in here? Amen. Now let the music play. And then the show ends, right? right. 
Yes. Then with Violet, um, we now crown you know, Violet the winner. And Violet, what do you have to say about this? Now prance, my queen. And she walks the runway and the music plays. And if you can't love yourself, how you can I get an amen up in here? And um, what's the other one? She goes, everyone say love, love. It was like a much more involved ending. Really? Right? Yeah. Yes. Much more involved. Mm-hmm. And then um, and, and uh, uh, bye, you know, that whole thing, right? Right. Then that ends. And then she asks the stage manager. Is that it? I want before I let the audience she's very big about this. Before I let the audience go home, is did we get it all? And the stage manager comes out and says, Yeah, Rue, we got it all. They can go home, right? Yes. And everybody goes home. She says, right, thank you so much for everybody and gives a speech and we leave, right? I was thinking this, and I've seen people who went to the show thinking this like, oh, Violet's the winner because they didn't do the end of the show for Ginger. Oh. Okay. And you can't edit it in because she's when she says bye, she's standing right next to the person with the crown. Rue's standing next to the person with the crown. Okay. Right. Yes. I go, oh, wait. And they were really – like the pearl one was very whatever. But with the violet one, it was super like very – they wanted to make sure they got that one right. Okay. And so I was like, oh. And I was thinking like maybe it's violet. You know, they didn't do ginger. And yes. I mean they don't have a shot. Right. And then I was thinking, you know what? Because throughout the whole episode, when they're not taping, Rue is telling us, I don't trust you shady bitches. This is why we tape three endings, because you guys will go on fucking Reddit, and you will say who won. Fuck you guys, kind of said, right? Right. I was like, so this is my feel. There's a big theory out there that Violet's the winner based on this. I'm going the opposite, and I'm saying this is deep game being played by the producers and that ginger is the winner and they've maybe during dress they did it and they're going to use that dress master shot and they're doing a big fuck you because they know everybody's going to i think they're planting the seeds here this is my theory and so that's why i'm going to predict based now you know what the reason i'm predicting this i do yes so here's the deal if it's violet they're idiots <laughs> and made it very obvious it's violet uh, when they taped it i don't know i don't know that it's very obvious because i don't i think there is a you know this Joe Batanz, you run into people all the time that just don't, they don't watch Untuck. They don't pay any attention to any of this. They just take whatever's there as face value. Mm-hmm. And I mean, people don't think about things as deeply as we do, period. I mean, you, you know this, you, you've known this your whole life, right? It's just, just one of those things. It's like, uh, so maybe they're not being, maybe it's just a, a matter of fact, if well, you're no. thinking that they're as smart as you and they may not be. Are you talking about the, the producers? No. They were fucking retaping moments. And you were like, why do they be? Because Rue didn't say something. Like, they know. They're on it. They're like, oh, Rue didn't look this way the right way. And they retaped. No, no, no. But I'm saying, again. what I'm saying is they filmed three in, They filmed three endings. I'm I'm going to go with the, here's what I'm going to go with. I like RuPaul. RuPaul's a great person. I don't think she's the brightest bulb on the tree. What this, what you're speaking to me right now is not a matter of producers fucking up. This is a matter of RuPaul going, oh, did we get that? Did we make sure, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's all on RuPaul, who I don't believe is the brightest bulb on the tree. I think it's deep game. All right. Maybe Rue didn't come up with the game. We'll see. And you know what? You, we're both going to be shocked. And it's going to be Pearl that's when that was the game. Is Pearl was kind of a flase da kind of a thing. And she's going to win. Well, um... That would be really cool if Pearl won because she actually had a really cool acceptance of it. It was really funny. She's like, fuck um, you. All right, I'm very curious to see Pearl Red Rue uh, during the show. I'm curious to see if it makes it in. I'll tell you if, if it Finally. does. Finally. If it doesn't, I'll tell you what uh, she said. I have been waiting oh for God. it to happen. Like when they were doing the libraries open mm-hmm. section, I yeah. and she went and Rue, and I was like, 
Do it. Do it. Do yeah. it. All right. So we're going to we're going to we're going to learn about all this shit 2 weeks from now. Uh so there yeah, you that, you know, again, watching Pearl and see, let's see what makes the cut. She's one of these people. We'll probably know someone like this. The guy who's really quiet, but whenever he does say something, it's fucking hilarious. Right. It's I like the Dobie. Pearl. Pearl, Pearl is the Dobie Gillis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fruit Foster. What a bizarro <laughs> reference to a 1950s show. <laughs> it's great, though. It's great. Google it, children. Yeah. <laughs> and that, mean, that means is Violet then the... um. The, what's the name of the Gilligan Maynard Krabs? The Maynard, Maynard Krabs. G. Krabs. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Violet's Maynard G. Krabs. <laughs> right. Okay. And Kennedy is apparently Eddie Haskell from a completely different series who just wandered into the shot. No, anyway, Ken- Ken- Kennedy is um, um, <laughs> Rochester. <laughs> We have gone so far off the rails. I'm going to read this if you don't. Well, thank you, Joe, for joining us for the penultimate episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. Visit our website, pride48.com slash RDRR, where you can find all of our contact information, leave us a comment, and find all of our old episodes. So, until two weeks from now, for Daniel Brewer, Donna Sugars, and myself, sashay away until two weeks from now. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I don't know. Until the next time. Yeah.